맨날 다음이라고만 하고 아빠를 안 보고 있는 것 같으면서도 다 보고 있다 소아지 <웃음> 점심전에 들어갈 것 같으니까 talking about Get Out, we're talking about Train to Busan, but before we get to that, what did you guys watch since last time? So you just Train back from Busan to Busan. <laughs> I just watched The Devil's Candy. Mm. It was pretty good. I was definitely a renter. I wouldn't go see it in the theater. Did you get popcorn? No. Popcorn's four fifty for a small there. Four fifty for a small. You know popcorn's mostly air. It's four sixty-five for a medium and four seventy-five for a barrel. Yes, <laughs> there's just no reason there. Just for a quarter more. Yeah, look how much more you could get. Yeah, when I worked at cinema, I was at the kiosk. This sounds a bit funny. There we go. Let's see. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's better. There, I can hear you. Yeah, worked, worked at a cinema, and, and uh, I didn't like popcorn, but it was just there in huge vats. You could just pick at it all day. And... I bet you really don't like popcorn. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I like it at home occasionally, but movie theater popcorn is pretty terrible. Hmm. I think that's the appeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like fast food. It's not good. But it's appealing because it's bad. Yeah. And as soon as you've had it, you don't want it anymore. Ju- judging, judging by the mess on the floor at the end of a show, that people just stick their faces in those huge buckets. And I think they must. It's <laughs> like a trough. <laughs> do you want to give an intro before yeah. we go into what I, I watched? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, hey, listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Um, we are a podcast that talks about horror movies. And... Uh, we, we don't judge. Well, we judge, but we don't discriminate. Harshly. We judge harshly. <laughs> we just pick them. And we discriminate. <laughs> we pick them randomly, it seems, doesn't it? We do kind of pick them randomly. You know, After I'm... last night's movie, I needed something a little slow. and uh, <laughs> Something that wasn't jumping at your face? Something that wasn't jumping at my face, so I went and saw The Devil's Candy, which was pretty good. It wasn't jumping at my face, but... So we are going to spoil the feature we talk about, but we're not going to spoil that one. And thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us intro creature features. Now, go ahead, Will. What was Devil's Candy like? It was pretty good. Um, I think I like the soundtrack better than the movie. Um, What's the soundtrack? It was just mostly noise. Um, this music concrete sort of thing. 
No, they're not really any music. I mean, they had like some songs, but it was mostly just like a droning guitar. Okay. To mm. add tension. While well, the guy played the big fat killer in it, wears a red tracksuit, plays the electric guitar really loud, so you can't hear this creepy voice of the devil speaking in Latin to him. Oh. Which was pretty creepy. And you don't know what he's saying. Um, I might wait for wait for this to be like available on pay-per-view or whatever they call it. VOD. Yeah, I, that or Netflix or whatever. It'd probably be out pretty soon. So um, the big fat killer guy, is he from New Zealand? No, nobody's from New Zealand. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that was on IMDb about. Unless the director is, and I don't know. Maybe but, that's what it was. Um, I can't remember. Burn. Something Burn. Was Ken. His, Ken Burns. <laughs> Ken Burns. He's it's like slow panning over fat mm-hmm. men in tracksuits. My dearest Annabelle. <laughs> today, today I killed a child. That child needed killing. <laughs> Who can shoot a child? Well, that really depends. Are we on an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> it's child screaming. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was pretty good. It was short. Um, I think I was kind of overstimulated from train to Busan last night. So anything I was going to watch was going to seem kind of stayed. And Did your wife put up with Train to Busan? She loved it. The second I told her that it, well, I can't say that she loved it. Just like she couldn't say that she enjoyed it, but it was a good movie. Oh, yeah. The second I told her that you said, you described it as the best parts of 28 Days Later. Yeah. She's like, oh, we got to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) She really likes Danny Boyle. That was probably the first. She wouldn't go to a horror movie except that one for the longest time. Oh, yeah. I've really made her watch a lot of horror movies lately. She doesn't (laughs) seem to mind them so much anymore. Over the last 76 weeks. (laughs) Yep. Some some good ones, though. You know, we should do some, like, clip show retrospective sometime and talk about, like, we'll print out a list of what we watched and just be like, holy crap, I don't remember that one. Uh, uh, what else have yeah, I watched what, this week? Any more Turkish uh, television? No, we're out of Turkish shows. Oh, um, man. We ran out of ones that are subtitled. Mm. So, it's, I mean, you can watch them in Turkish, but we only speak maybe two, three words of Turkish now, having watched 45,000 episodes of mm. uh, Magnificent Century. Mm-hmm. Um, the Americans. Yep, we watched an Americans. That was another good one. That show's too tense too. Mm, yeah. Um, they make a lot of nail biter moments in that show. Yeah. Uh, You're like, there's no way they're gonna make it. And of course, I saw Get Out, which we'll talk about later. Hey, you're rooting for the for the commie spy Russians in that show. You are. I'm totally. You know. <laughs> Rooting for the commies and that. I mean, I did before the show, but... <laughs> you welcome our new masters. Uh, no, they're Russians now. They're no longer okay. communist. I'm only supporting them if they're communist. Not because they're Russian. Yeah, with their weird... Cooking. Which I find the whole thing strange that the right wing is so 
into Russia now. They <laughs> yeah. spent like 70 years fighting them, hating everything Russian. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, well, he's fucking over Americans. Must be good. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into politics. Yeah, we, we could have a whole separate podcast about that. Although I called the fat guy in the movie last night Donald Trump, you know, the <laughs> fat businessman. <laughs> Who's bragging about his wealth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And throwing people to zombies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. <laughs> I think that's all I watched, uh, other than perhaps some more British real estate shows. Uh, I need to ask you, probably don't know, but is all of Britain covered in pea gravel now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it, especially the South. Wow, every so, every so house they go to, it's just like pea gravel. And I figure maybe the English are nervous that people will sneak up on them. <laughs> and pea gravel, really, you can't sneak up on anyone. Mm. Because previously Once, everything was covered in moss, right? Yeah, moss and grass, I yeah. imagine, you know. Yeah. And moors, you know. Woad. Yeah. Woad. Woad. Yeah. <laughs> so is there, is there like a, a, a cute name for pea gravel? In England? I don't know. Yeah. Pea gravel. Yeah, we probably got that from them. Yeah. it's It really is. It's just funny. Every house they go to, they're like, I love the front yard. It's, like, it's all pea gravel. What the, what's wrong with you people? You move to the country, and mm. then your whole yard is full of pea gravel. Yeah. But I don't want to get into be politics. Ro roses and <laughs> yeah. carefully cultivated chaos. You know, now it's just gravel. Just gravel and hedgerows. Well, Jolien, what did you watch? Uh, I saw uh, The Incredible Journey, 1963. Is that with the cats and the dogs? Yeah, it's got like uh, Siamese cat they refer to as Tao. Oh. But it's spelled Dao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll, mm. ha that'll happen. And... Yep, they'll do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah <clears throat> cool movie. Have you seen that one? But a long, long time ago. I had to fast forward through the bit where the Siamese gets dumped in a river and Oh, goes washing down the rapids. Yeah, what the hell? Because this is made by the Disney Wildlife Unit, that's famous for driving lemmings off the side of cliffs. Just yeah, starting rumors that they did yeah. it themselves. Um. Uh, anyway, I saw that, and the other movie I watched was Game of Death. Ah, so Bruce Lee. Our Bruce Lee thing, uh, which is interesting. You've seen that one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a little about that last time, but uh, I think we got sidetracked onto uh, superimposing clothes onto what? showgirls. We've never been sidetracked on this show. <laughs> there's some uh, clothes superimposition. There's like, a, you know, there's that shot where he's looking in the mirror and they just stick Bruce Lee's face over him. Yes. He positions himself behind Bruce Lee's face. Yeah. But like just before that, there's a bit where they superimpose a towel over Bruce Lee so it looks like he's you know, just walking off the set with a towel Oh man! Um, yeah, I mean it's a ridiculous, pretty tasteless movie with <laughs> yeah. with awesome bits in it, you know. Um, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. Um, and his giant footprint. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so you got those fantastic bits that Bruce Lee actually did. There's about eleven minutes of Bruce Lee. Yeah. And. Uh, then, then you've also got Samo Hung. He has a he has a belt in it. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, 
and uh, you got you got um, Dean Jagger, Colin Camp, Hugh O'Brien, Robert Wall. Dan Inosanto does the Nunchaku fight. Oh he, yeah, he introduced Bruce Lee to Nunchaku. Yeah, and the Eskrima sticks too. Mm. Yeah, ice cream sticks. I mm, love ice. That sounds cream delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's like here, Bruce, have one of these. <laughs> it's going to give you an ice cream headache. You're never going to come oh. back from. And then uh, the Bruce Lee character. Uh, I think it's called Billy Lowe or something I in the movie. Hmm. But he's he's played by three different people and voiced by another person. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, there's Kim Tae-jong, who's, who's like a taekwondo expert. And he also played Bruce Lee's ghost in No Retreat, No Surrender. Really? Which was, I don't know that one. It's the Jean-Claude Van Damme's debut. Oh, oh, that's why I didn't yes, see it. Yes, yes. Uh, I knew the title. He's also in Game of Death 2 and Fist of Death. Uh, Game of Death 2, even Game Death Eater. of Death. Then you've got uh, Yun Biao. He's, he's one of the, the seven fortunes that um, he does the acrobatic stuff. And then there's Chen Yaopo plays him as well. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um so yeah that's the only other movie I watched oh but I've been reading stuff I, I read Bruce Lee's The Tao of Kung Fu mm-hmm. and I've been reading the third volume of Simon Callow's Orson Welles biography One Man Band yeah so like the second volume is covers just five years wow uh, the third volume is like the 50s into the early 60s wow um, but these are so entertaining I really recommend them uh, outrageous just continuously amazing <laughs> monstrous things uh you know <laughs> was wells generally a good guy no okay because no, i'm starting to pick up from what you're saying that he wasn't he would he would take money he'd promise everything and, and never return it and mm. yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd like split from another country or something like that wow and and he he was he was like uh ruining his own career really mm-hmm. you know like touch of evil just awesome movie hands over the editing to someone else splits for mexico with charlton heston yeah to film uh don quixote ah. and uh but his plan to film in mexico is just to go there film illegally pay the fine and mm. get out <laughs> It's just like it's ridiculous. That's, yeah. Hey, either get away with it or pay the fine. Plans, yeah. Maybe get away with it. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of worried about the fourth volume That's if worth- that covers his final years because he, you know, he's always had an interest in like uh, horror stories and mm-hmm. mystery stories. But like his last decades, he was definitely crossing over into more, more and more exploitation and, and straight up horror movies. Um, I've not seen all of them, but Malpertius um, is pretty interesting. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm worried because the, the author is not keen on them, so mm. it, it might be a bit of a hard harder read. But they're very interesting, very well written. F is for fake. Is uh, I don't, good yeah, one. that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he mentions a few people who, who like we know from like more populist movies. Uh huh. Uh, I'm not sure how many of them the old author knows hmm. because he, he mentions Sergio Leone and you, you assume he knows yeah. who Sergio Leone is but then because he, he worked with uh, Wells on one movie but um, 
he also mentions Lucio Fulci. He doesn't appear to know who he is, huh. or, or he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, most most people who come up, he says, this person's known for doing such and such. Yeah, yeah. But Lucio Fulci pops up because he he did the screenplay for a, a movie Wells was in when he was in Italy. Okay. But he doesn't hmm. annotate it at all. So I don't know if he knows who. Maybe not. Lucio Fulci is, but yeah, I recommend those. Wow, that's really interesting. How was he with the ladies? Was he good to women or was he awful well, to them? Well, at this point in the mid-50s, he's just married for the second time. Oh, okay. And he's had his third daughter. Oh. Um, he he wasn't faithful. Okay. And, um, yeah, obviously, if, I mean, you know. He so, made Rita Hayworth dye her hair blonde. Right. How's that answer the yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like by the mid fifties, his health, his his eating habits and smoking and drinking was really catching up with him. Yeah, they say in that Dune, uh, the uh, Hodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, Hodorowsky's Dune. That he was gonna pay, or he went to Orson Welles and said that he he'd get his favorite chef, mm-hmm. and that was how he was gonna pay him, just basically in yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, he'd he'd he'd, uh, he'd take a low paycheck but then he'd have an enormous expenses account which he'd blow through every day and he'd like uh he'd do things like uh, he'd he'd get the uh, uh posh suite in a hotel uh-huh. and also the suite next to it so that he could move beds and he'd have like food brought in from the best restaurants on silver platters and then keep all the silver uh, oh. and they had to like send in people to take back the silver man uh just to get their money back and uh, he, he, so um, yeah, I, I recently finished a bit where he uh, he comes back to New York after several years in Europe, and it's going to be his big return. And he's he's doing these various you know outstanding productions. He does amazing things. Uh, but he, he so he, he does, does this um, King Lear, mm-hmm. and uh, so much of the stage is in darkness. And what he used what, what he his habit was was he would play the the major figure uh-huh. so he's Lear yeah but he wouldn't be in the rehearsals he he had he has some kind of fear of his own acting huh. he wasn't sure about himself so he'd always wear a disguise like big beards and false noses and things and then he'd uh, he'd only perform when they were actually performing, performing from the, the audience and uh, so he was really under rehearsed so his acting really suffered so it, his reputation for acting dived, Aww. and uh, uh, but anyway, he's doing this production and, and he's pretty heavy at this time, and <laughs> this, this actor recounts where he's um, uh, the, the, this within twenty four hours he breaks both his ankles, ah, because like the first time he's he he comes on the stage and it's really dark and there's all these ramps and there's there's all these like dark curtains and there's these steel beams holding up these platforms and things and the actor knows where they all are because he's rehearsed it yeah but wells doesn't so he picks the actor up by the, by the neck and, and he's carrying off the stage really fast and the actor knows that what what wells thinks is a curtain is a steel beam oh and so the actor's like struggling to get out with his grip gets out just in time and then wells goes flying into this steel beam breaks oh, his ankle oh no <laughs> i think that is a really short period later like the next day or something he he, he loves marlena dietrich yeah 
she comes by the theatre and uh, she comes to the dressing room and Orson Welles comes there with his new Italian bride, uh, Paola. And uh, he introduces his wife to Marlena Dietrich and he says, uh, this is the most beautiful woman in the world. Don't want to say that in front of me. No. <laughs> from your wife or an Italian woman. She So she clocks him, knocks him down. He breaks his little ankle. Oh, man. So then he... Uh, then the next... So when they do the next show he's supposed to be Lear in, he's sent everyone else home and he, he comes on stage in a wheelchair and he just recites bits and talks to the audience. And 75% of them stay. Oh. Because it's Orson Welles. Yeah. Another way to look at it is... 25% of them got up and left. 25% of them got up and he said, you got 15 minutes before the box office closes and you don't get your money back. And then 25% of them left and the other people, you know, people in the stores are going, can we come down? He said, yeah, yeah. And they were clustered around the stage and he did the, did his just talk with them and recited bits. That'd be awesome. This was before yeah. they invented hover pants. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So he does the rest of the run in a wheelchair. Wow, King Lear in a wheelchair. King Lear, and then at the end, at the end of it, uh, an actor saw him come out the back of the theatre, and 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 at vast expense, he's got his own ambulance to ferry him to the hotel. (laughs) He stands up, picks the wheelchair up, throws in the in the ambulance, and stalks off and and cusses at the theatre and never comes back. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) it's just like that all the time. There's constantly this self-destructive, amazing. Stuff coming out in it. Wow. And does his brilliant. He was like and... a fat Sid Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 so he does Lear, and then he's. Then the next thing he does, he, he turns up in Las Vegas because he's heard there's all this mafia money pouring into it. And he'll get lots of money for doing his magic. Yeah. So he turns up and, he, and, and he's, he's got all these like card tricks prepared. And they. Because they say that. I forget what the name of the room is, but it, it, the name of it indicates it's like just a little room so he's going to do his intimate little oh okay, yeah but then he walks in and it's this massive <laughs> place so he 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 like calls up his friends who are magicians and he does these big tricks which he learns overnight uh. and of course he's amazing and he gets and, and he ends his magic shows with a couple of recitals from shakespeare <laughs> and they were nuts for it yeah in, so here he is doing this magic and shakespeare show in vegas that's awesome <laughs> It's supposed to say Shakespeare and magic. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's great. I I, I once uh, have I told you the wonderful story of when I met Simon Callow. I'm not no. sure you have. Wonderful story. Let's hear it. Waiting in line outside a theatre in London, and someone comes by, and I think, oh, that's Simon Callow, and it was. Yeah. The end. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wonderful story. My friend uh, met Tommy Lee Jones that way. It was a big snowstorm in Wyoming, and everybody was pulled over to the side of the road. And being from New Mexico, my friend didn't know if you should put chains on the tires. So he walked up to the car in front of him, tapped on the window, and the guy rolls down the window and it's like, "What?" And my friend's like, "Oh, sorry to bother you. I just wanted to know." And the guy's like, "What?" So I just wanted to know, should I put my chains on my tires? And the guy looked kind of puzzled for a second. And then my friend said the whole time he's talking to me, he's like, he, 
I know this guy. I know this guy. I know this guy. Whatever. So he he went back, put his, the guy told him, yeah, go ahead, put your chains on the tires. So he went and did it. As he's driving away later, he realized, oh, that was Tommy Lee Jones. He probably thought I wanted an autograph when I was asking him, can I ask you a question? Because <laughs> he probably gets that a lot. Yeah, I imagine. So... And if he's a bit standoffish, no. then, uh, you know, probably... Now I wonder what he thought was like, that jerk didn't even recognize me. <laughs> now he's mad. <laughs> now he wants to not give him an autograph. Right. <laughs> All right, my turn. Um, since last time, I watched Vampiros Lesbos, which, uh, Jolien, you loaned me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jess Franco... That was the last one with... Um, Soledad. Yeah, Soledad Miranda in it. Um, last movie she made before she died an early death in a car crash Um, a lot of eye candy Uh, Mm -hmm. story I couldn't tell you a single thing about the story (laughs) I could tell you it it looks great if you like sexy naked vampire women Um, who doesn't yeah I mean that's what the show really caters to as far as audience Um, so it's it's worth a look I like I said, couldn't tell you a single thing about the story, but uh, that sounds good. There's some dude lurking around who has foofy hair, and uh, he just kind of gets in the way yeah. of more nude vampire women. Bunch of just Franco's usual cast yeah, members. This is friends. Uh, I watched that um, great documentary called "For the Love of Spock." Uh, Adam Nimoy, the son of Leonard Nimoy, uh, made this documentary about his dad, and there was a lot of stuff about where they had some tough years between them and uh, weren't getting along. Was it tough because his dad had no emotions? I think that's what it was. He was emotionally unavailable from what I could tell. So maybe it was method acting that was maybe getting was in the way. method acting. But they had some great interviews. And uh, it, it obviously there was some sort of Kickstarter campaign to finance it because I looked up at the credits as they were rolling and I just saw a wall of text <laughs> that kept going and going and it looked like a bunch of people's names. So I'm assuming those were Kickstarter supporters and uh, whatever, whatever the deal, it was, it was uh, well made. They, they did a good job on it. Um, and I started watching one called Breaking the Girls, which is sort of a um, strangers on a train scenario where these two women are probably going to do each other's murders but it was becoming clear it wasn't really a horror movie so i it was kind of late at night like nope nope i'm out horror (laughs) no (laughs) this hasn't freaked me out yeah it was on shutter for fuck's sake i mean it should have been a horror movie uh i'm gonna finish it i just didn't the other night i'll probably try and finish it tonight or tomorrow uh it it felt like a canadian movie i don't know if it was or not Ooh, that not in a bad. bad way no no it just felt Ooh. it just felt a little cleaner than an american movie it, it lacked the it was f- a little plighter <laughs> yeah it was pardon me yes would you commit a murder for me it's okay you don't it's have okay. to you, you don't, don't have to, to. <laughs> so uh, i'll finish that and i'll let you know how it is but uh, i know it didn't really get ridiculous yet so train to busan 2016 South Korean horror movie. What did you think, Will? No, <laughs> fantastic. Probably the best zombie movie I've seen in years and years. Yeah. Probably yeah. since uh, 28 Days Later, I guess I could count, uh, Shaun of the Dead. 
how about the remake of Dawn of the Dead? Did you like that at all? I did like that one. All right, I did too. Um, um, I mean, it wasn't as good as the original, but I consider them completely different. They're I, totally different, yeah. you know. I, and I think Zack Snyder probably had a lot more people keeping him under wraps on that, so he couldn't do a whole lot of slow mo and yeah. Although he does, but yeah, he does in a few places where it was probably better that he did. Yeah, yeah, it made sense in that movie. The security I... guard zombie gets the stake through the head. Yeah. I think that would not have worked in normal motion. So, when I when I pitched this idea to you, I said it's it's a lot of the best kind of stuff from 28 days later. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. So, any uh I like the uh, the you know, they changed it up a bit. The zombies are fast, but they can't see in the dark, which was interesting. Yeah. That woman figures out that if they can't see us, they're not excited. So they, yeah. they squirt water on the on the And train puts car. newspaper over the <laughs> windows. That was a good idea. I was expecting a scene later where the where it would just start peeling off <laughs> when no one was... When it dried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think they were out of that train car by that time yeah they got kind of forced down the line by then so the the there were no real expectations going into it no no although i remember once it started i remember we saw a trailer for something we watched at the theater i can't remember what oh. it was now like oh i remember that deer yeah from the beginning <laughs> uh and i remember the zombies hanging onto the back of the train that in the trailer looks really awesome. Yeah. It's like, when's that going to happen? <laughs> How is that going to happen? Yeah. Are yeah. they going to stop the train? And of the very small amount of negative criticism the movie got, one of the people bitched about it uh, borrowing heavily from uh, uh, World War Z. Yeah. I don't feel like other than the zombies piling atop one of one another to get like... You know, charging down the corridor. Uh, it didn't feel ridiculous to me. Like no. World War Z has those towers of oh yeah zombies. I just couldn't. It, it didn't convince me. They look like the bridge building ants, didn't they? Oh, this one they pile up, so it's like a mob, and, yeah. and then they crash through something by sheer yeah, weight. Yeah, they're just pushing each other through. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch World War. Z, but uh, <laughs> I saw the zombie towers, but that was when I was like, no more zombie movies. <laughs> After Shaun of the Dead, I figured that was it. They had, they had done it all. It's peaked. They made a <laughs> funny zombie movie. We've reached peak zombie. Uh-huh. But no. What was that, 12 years ago? That it was, movie came out? It was probably about that. Um, 2005? It was it was around oh four oh five I want to say uh, yeah yeah twelve years thirteen years and yeah it must have been two thousand four because I was still on the registers at the art supply store ah so when when uh, when someone else makes a run at something like that they're gonna probably fail the only thing that came close was Zombieland as far as being oh. funny at all yeah and I, I watched um, there's one called Cockneys versus Zombies oh yeah I had really low expectations for it because I thought oh, it's, it's a Shaun the Dead ripoff but it's it, yeah, yeah I enjoyed it it's, it's um, you know it's, it, 
you've got you've got a bunch of kids but then you've got this uh you've got the people who are left behind in most apocalypse movies i.e like elderly people right oh okay and uh so there's this old folks home and uh you've got some like famous people playing them um but uh yeah it's uh has you know actual concern for his characters and you like them and they're in terrible peril <laughs> yeah the the uh the old folks home uh kind of reminded me of i want to say it was called tough guys that one that had burt lancaster and kirk douglas in it mm. from like maybe the late 80s mid or late 80s there's it's about these two old old uh gangsters who get out of prison and one of them is just a couple years younger so he gets sort of released and gets his own apartment or whatever and the other one is a couple years older, so he's the right age. They sent him to an old folks' home, and that's Bert, oh. Bert Lancaster's character. And they decide to hell with it. We're gonna be ourselves, and they get you know, like tailored suits and uh, decide they're gonna go out and do some crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of reminded me of that. Mm. And if it borrowed from that at all, you know, no shame in that because uh, that that was all right in its time. Do a is is it uh, is it slang to say skeleton when you refer to a skeleton? Uh, that's just the sort of thing kids say. Okay, skeleton. Because when they're digging when they're digging up originally when they uh, release the zombie virus or whatever it is, the one guy's teasing the other one about being afraid of a little skeleton. <laughs> I thought oh, maybe that's what they say. Maybe that's slang. Because we got Jack Skellington. Yeah. From uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So any uh any characters that you kind of gravitated to or abhorred? Well, the fat guy you hated. Uh the uh guy in the blue jacket. And I'm sorry, I can't remember anything, but the the big uh the martial yeah. arts guy? Yeah. Oh, I loved him. He was great. Yeah. 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 I love that guy. I wish I knew uh characters names in this other yeah, let's than see, I have them. <clears throat> Suan. Yeah, it's so, a little girl. I I don't. <laughs> I don't know if we ever heard Dad's name. Man, she could she could do a good cry. Oh my God! Yeah, I wonder what they did. <laughs> like, did they kill a puppy in front of her to get that emotion? Yeah, she like, was really extreme. You know, uh, and it's not uh, annoying. No, no. But it's uh, yeah, she was really affecting. Yeah, uh, she was a pretty good actress. All right, so the guy with the blue jacket is Sanghua. Sanghua. Yeah, yeah, he was a mixed martial artist. Yeah, I've seen him in something else. Yeah, he's done a few things. And yeah. and the fat businessman as well has been on a couple things. I think he was on Lost as uh, Young Suk. Yeah, as uh, yeah, it, he was so hateful. Yeah, son, <laughs> father on that show. And he keeps getting away with it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Yeah, he was he was pretty horrible. Gets all yeah. the people like it get killed because of him at first yep. at first i didn't understand what jolian meant when he said yeah there's this one guy who who keeps just getting away and and, and you keep hoping he's going to get it <clears throat> and i thought he was talking about uh the guy with the blue jacket the, oh okay yeah and then uh it at first it visually didn't make sense until he took the jacket off and it's like oh crap this guy's really built you know i just thought he was like this sort of because his face is kind of round Okay. Yeah, and you can't really tell how he's built because his jacket. But then it's like, well, this dude's—he's pretty tough. Yeah, and uh, he kind of reminded me of like 
a Korean like Elvis impersonator. <laughs> like he just had a, like an Elvis vibe to him at uh, first. I'd see that. <laughs> yeah, I just I just felt he he, yeah, he was like some judo instructors and yeah, like yeah. So yeah, that guy was a favorite right away. Yeah. Like you got to root for the guy and his, you know, because he's trying to get his daughter where she's going. Yeah. And he's going to protect her. He, he's not a great guy. Yeah. The, the the person you start out with following, you don't like him for yeah. quite a bit of the movie. Yeah. He doesn't redeem himself very quickly no, at no. all. And he is ready to make some decisions <laughs> that, that aren't going to be good for other people. Yeah. When he tried to shut the door on those people. Yeah. I guess he did shut the door on them. <laughs> Wow. It jumped, a... it jumps right to, uh, well, not jumps right to, but it, it gets to the action pretty early in the movie. Yeah. Like you're what, maybe 15 or 20 minutes in. Yeah. You're, you're kind of getting these clues around the edges of what's going on. And he's, he's kind of cruising through the city. And I, I think the, the first thing you actually see is when the, the flake of ash lands on the girl's hand. hand yeah. And he, he's just like off on the phone or something. And, yeah, and you see this ash land in hand, and you think, oh, that can't be good. Yeah, what, what's burning? <laughs> right. And then yeah. you see some emergency vehicles yeah, up one of the streets. Yeah, and then, then you get a glimpse <clears throat> of the burning tower. Yeah, off and running. It's not unlike when uh, in Night of Living Dead when Johnny almost hears something on the radio but shuts it off just in time. <laughs> you know, it just keep missing that little bit of information. Ah. Uh. Small conversation would have just set everybody on a different course. At one point in the movie, zombies fall from helicopters. Oh, I yeah, didn't really so understand good. what was going on there. Yeah, that's like one of the bits when the because everyone has cell phones. Yeah, and there's, there's you get this clip of uh, this video that's been transmitted over a cell phone, and there's there's people going through a, a car park parking lot. Uh huh. <laughs> and. Uh, and then you see these helicopters fly overhead and, and zombies that are clinging to these yeah. choppers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's they, what... Then they fall off and they're like hitting the, they smack on the cars on yeah, the ground and they yeah. immediately get up and start chasing the yeah, I just, people on the ground. I, I, didn't re- I, didn't, I didn't really know if they were hanging on the bottom or if they were coming out of the helicopter. Mm. For a second I thought, like, are they transport? Are they Who's dropping, the- are they dropping <laughs> zombies on cities? Yeah, it's like crop dusting. Yeah, well, I yeah. just—I don't know. I, I just accepted it. It, it was like. Um, well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, that they were like what, the... is it Resident Evil or something where they're they're fighting them off on a roof and helicopters are picking them mm-hmm. up and they're having to. Well, I was going to say the, to the last days of Vietnam. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but has anyone ever done it before where they're dropping out of the sky? I mean, that's no, I don't. <laughs> that's think pretty so. original. Yeah. I mean, you got to give this movie some points for originality in in some places, yeah, and proper use of stuff you've seen before. Because mm-hmm. I liked that there were no guns. Yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely true. Absolutely no guns, which is perfect for. Uh, well, there was a gun at the end, but nobody fires a shot. Yeah, the, the right. soldiers have them, but by right. the time they reach the soldiers, it's it, it's yeah. no, yeah, no good for them. Oh yeah, and there's the the sniper at the end. Yeah, the sniper oh, at the end man. has a has a rifle <laughs> Ooh, i thought for sure that yeah, was gonna be i thought that was a really that was the romero ending, ending. yes <laughs> i was like oh my god this is not gonna be good <laughs> after all this i kind of got flashbacks to the warriors when you know they're running around subway platforms and uh you know there's a baseball team yeah 
<laughs> yeah. I thought the baseball team was going to come into it. They'd all bond together and they'd be this fighting baseball team. But no, they got, no. They got picked wrong. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one... Nobody lasted very long. No, it was a, it was a pretty quick virus. Like, yeah. All it took was one bite and you had what, maybe five minutes yeah, they're up a few seconds later, aren't they? Yeah. And they do actually die because you have that scene right at the start with the deer. Mm-hmm. And it's like definitely dead and then it comes back. You know, it's not a, like a virus. Yeah, it's not the rage virus or right. whatever from 28 Days Later. Sandra Bullock's best film. <laughs> she tries to get off zombie juice in rehab. I think you should do a fan edit where you splice the two movies together. We really should. And my friend Brian sent me a uh, a link to this trailer where they make uh, uh, the Big Lebowski look like a like a hardcore crime drama. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh, it's great. Like, there's a lot of things, like crazy things that happen in the movie, but if you put certain music behind them and edit them in, together a certain way. Yeah, I saw one that they did Elf as a horror movie. Oh, that's great! And it was totally convincing because mm-hmm. like. James Caan is sleeping and Will Ferrell gets real close to his face and whispers something, but they cut it, right? I don't remember what funny line he had, but they cut it so it just looked like the most sinister thing. You're like, oh shit, he's going to wake up and there's a guy dressed as an elf (laughs) standing over him. Did you ever see um, Falling Down, that Michael Uh Douglas movie Mm -hmm. from the 90s? Yeah. Did you see the trailers for it? Because they made it look like it was going to be a lighthearted comedy. Really? I don't oh, remember that. Yeah, they made it look like it was going to be funny oh. and light. <laughs> and that movie was dark. Yeah. Like that guy had a breakdown and was on a rampage. I mean, to call it what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't remember them advertising it as a comedy. <laughs> you know, I'll have to pull that up yeah, uh, on YouTube and see if, you know, see if they have... The original trailer because it was just like oh he's had enough and he's not taking anymore and there's like whimsical music going and <laughs> yeah. yeah and then he's like i'm rolling prices back and he's smashing stuff in the grocery store and yeah or convenience store or yeah whatever. whoops falling down yeah falling down <laughs> yeah it was adorable it was adorable how <laughs> oh, he lost his mind and went on a rampage yeah yeah i think i've still got my falling down bobblehead <laughs> Yeah. So, Jolien, uh, what did you think of this one? Uh, I know I know you briefly touched on it when we talked a few weeks ago, but uh, does this does this make your top twenty favorite zombie movies? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Notice I didn't say top ten. Mm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I haven't. I don't make lists of top tens. <laughs> I've, I've clear number one sometimes because they're just <clears throat> I just love them. But Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So. There you go. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Zombie 2. <laughs> Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. I haven't seen that one. Mm, good Spanish one. Uh, Manchester? That's in Spain. I Walk with a Zombie. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, what's the... Uh, Meet the Feebles? What is the zombie one? Or Brain Dead? Yeah. Brain Dead. Yeah. yeah. Meet the Feebles is the, the musical. The yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I really hope that comes out again. Yeah. So I can buy it because that was just awesome. I had the soundtrack of that. 
Oh, yeah. I, I think we just named almost 10 already. Years and years. Shaun of the Dead, 28 Days Later. Oh, yeah. I don't count 28 Days Later because it's... It's a zombie film. Oh, yeah. you're, you're being a purist about it? Yeah, because they're not dead. They're zombies. Yeah, and they pretty much act like the... I mean, the... if you want to get really serious, zombies aren't really zombies. They're ghouls. Right, right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I guess. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's what was it? City of the Living Dead, where they it, it's like that. That was the first running virus. Yeah, zombie movie. And they attack with the aerobic dancers. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, would would uh, would Frankenstein be considered a zombie movie? Yeah, technically, he's kind of a super zombie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yes. A super ghoul. He's a super ghoul. The new album from Rob Zombie, Super Ghoul. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of the uh, European ones that came out after um, Night of the Living Dead in the early 70s were good. Yeah. Rolling Stone magazine yeah. said, whatever stops him from making another movie. <laughs> Children shouldn't play with dead things. That's a good one. Uh, Death Dream is a good one. Death Dream, I don't know that one. When's that from? Uh, it's the early 70s that's about the Vietnam vet it's kind of like the monkey's poor he comes his mother wishes him back and he indeed returns okay (sighs) didn't turn out like she pictured it it never is no yeah you always uh, you always have to be careful reanimating the dead yeah it never works out well does it no (laughs) but anyway I I thought this um, uh it felt a little similar to World War Z, and it, it was like a big budget. It was more of a mainstream zombie movie. Yeah. Although I I felt that because um, it has like the family is at the core of it, and it's it doesn't have gut munching. If you're looking for a big yeah. budget gut muncher, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but uh, I didn't I didn't mind it with this one. Um, because I actually cared about the characters and it was pretty scary. And Yeah, I think that's why this one worked, because you do care about the characters. If they had just been more of the same, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think this movie would have worked. Yeah. I'm going to look up real quick what the uh, budget was, because I have the box office on it here, but I somehow didn't put in my notes what the budget for this movie was. But it was definitely a high-budget movie. Um, interesting fact, though. Um, Wasn't the number one movie in Korea last year? Yeah, it set a record in August for um, the first Korean film of 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million theatergoers. Um, the film serves as a reunion for Gong Yu and Jung Yumi, who starred together in The Crucible in 2011. Not The Crucible with uh, Winona Ryder in it. Yeah, I was gonna say. No, that that was the Scarlet Letter, wasn't it? No, she was in the Crucible she was in the too. Crucible, she wasn't in the Scarlet Letter. No, no, uh, Demi Moore was in the Scarlet Letter. Damn it, I can't remember any. It would totally change that book. <laughs> that would, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, I mean it. The 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 movie was like not oh. even close to the book. Yeah, yeah. Which I hated. I hated that book in high school. Might be great now, but. Yeah, when they make you read something, that's a whole different story. 
All right, let's see. Uh, Train to Busan. Let's put the word budget in that search and see what we have. Okay. All right. Budget and box office. Uh, let's see. It smashes records. Okay. Let's see. Earn 34.3 million. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. I want to find budget. This is such success. They did a comedy sequel called Road to Busan. Really? A prequel. An animated prequel. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, they did a prequel. <laughs> they did a prequel. Yeah. That is zombie Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> They've yet to do a squeakquel. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Box office looks like it totaled up at $87 million. Where the hell's the budget on this thing? I was thinking of Zombie Western 310 to Busan. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, do a little time <laughs> jump thing. There's a, uh, Horror Express has got good zombies in it. That's like a period. Oh, yeah, I need to watch that one. That's journey. on Netflix or Hulu or one mm. of them. Got Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you had mentioned it on the show and then like, Right after that, I saw. It's good. Like people are getting possessed. It's, it's kind of like the thing as well. I think it's mm -hmm. when we're talking about the thing. It's, yeah. Um, where they don't know who's who, and and uh, Peter Cushing says, "We're not monsters. We're British." <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, all I'm finding is box office on this thing. I don't see a budget anywhere, but it was clearly a high budget movie. So we won't waste any time. Googling when we should be talking about it. So yeah, it it's a high budget movie, but it doesn't suffer for it, which is a weird thing to say. I know, like some movies suffer from having too much money and too many different uh, opinions. And yeah, I don't think you'd have a high budget movie which was that political, and it's definite. And you know, it's pretty obviously it doesn't trust the government at all. Yeah, there's definitely class warfare. Yeah, dis distrust of the government. Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Um, abhorrent rich people <laughs> who just want to shove everyone else down and feed them to the zombies. I have to say, I really wanted to hate this movie so we'd have a good podcast. <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> I tried. You tried to hate it. I tried you to hate it. Didn't work. Couldn't do it. <laughs> so, was there anything you didn't like about it? Hmm. No, I don't think so. The baseball bats seemed a little small, didn't they? Uh, yeah, but they may have been playing softball. I don't know what they were playing. Maybe Korean bats are smaller. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's more like stickball. It could be. I, I don't know. That was one thing I don't like is any modern city looks like every other modern city. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's not the fault of the movie, but <laughs> no. you see, you're like, oh, well, yeah, that looks just like like everything everywhere else, else you know. Mm. I, I was pretty interested in the fact that they have these awesome bullet trains in Korea. Yeah, where's our bullet train? Why aren't we ever going to get a bullet train? Because they sold out the rail system in the 50s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because coal. Well, well, apparently it was the car lobby that oh. fixed it. So the train well, they were... did build a nice high, uh, you know... Uh, highway system in the 50s too so i could see this is true but this is like a this this super fast train with with uh you know um i don't know what you call them but attendants 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything. Porters or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. It's pretty cushy. Yeah, it yeah. seemed it seemed like a nice train. Now, uh, if you go to India, I understand it's a different story with the trains. Oh, they used to be horrendous. Yeah. Not so much anymore. I don't know. I've not been for some time. Ah. So uh, the whole thing with the, with the um, like whoever was Firestone or whoever it was with the tires, basically as as long as they could keep people from taking trains, everyone's driving, they could sell more tires. Mm. Yeah, I remember hearing this story too. And uh, yeah, guys who sell rubber and oil are always going to try and push everyone else down, feed them to the zombies. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. We can't, we can't even get our, our light rail to the airport. Uh, Is it still not? It goes to the airport now. Yeah. Oh, it does. It yeah, does. It started absolutely. this year. But not consistently is what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, like it's finally up and running and everything's smooth. And then all of a sudden they all have like, it just has like a, a meltdown. It just stops on the tracks. Yeah, or if anyone like goes across the crossing at the wrong time. Oh, does that shut it down? Yeah, because it's got to, it's got to go through so many crossings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's been a few incidents. Yeah, I get to watch that several times a week on my commute to and from the shop. Yeah, the uh, crossing guard arms start coming down, and a lot of people will just try and thread the needle and get through there. Mm. That thing's coming through fast. Yeah. You shouldn't be threading any needles. <laughs> no, it's no. It's going to be gone in 10 seconds. You know? Yeah, you can't wait. Where, yeah. where are you going in Denver that you're in such a hurry? Come on. Yeah, that's my question always where are you running off to in denver yeah it's nothing in denver worth getting hit by a train for smoke some of our denver weed and s- yeah, just slow down. down yeah relax jeez <laughs> people are always just so uptight about something mm-hmm. and we don't have the infrastructure here to uh to support how many people are moving to denver so Ooh, yeah it's, it's only going to get worse yeah more impatient people doing more stupid things. Yeah. That's why I'm lobbying to get weed re-legalized. <laughs> well, that could happen. I'm going to get the drug dealers to help me out because they've lost all their business at the bus stops. Who buys weed at a bus stop anymore when you can go to a shop? A nice cushy shop. Yeah. Got music playing, friendly people who are stoned out of their gourd. They take credit cards now. They take credit cards. Yeah. yeah. Go in and buy an eighth. Put it on your visa. <laughs> Go home and forget the whole thing happened. So his banks are backing him now? Apparently, they're, they were, they worked it out somehow. Because that, that, that was really tricky because they were only using cash. And there was vast sums of cash were being yeah, thrown about. No... So there's, there's like crimes were starting because they knew these places only carried cash. Yeah. That and if you're selling something for only cash, it becomes pretty easy to not sell so much, but keep, you know, you're not really, you're leaving things off the books to get money, you know. Apparently there's some, for. apparently there's some way that they can track how much product is produced versus how much is sold. I don't know how well that works. I'm sure they do. They all have a barcode on them. Yeah, there's like some sort of little... RFID chip on a tag that goes around the on stalk of the little... plant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some uh, crazy shit like that going on. Uh, I saw an, an ad, uh, or not an ad, but a sticker that was one of those ideas that you go, damn, I wish I thought of that. 
was Bud and Breakfast. Oh, see? Because people can't, you know, they can't come here and then smoke because there's nowhere to smoke. Yeah. You know, and I know Air and B and B's do that, but uh, to have like an actual bed and breakfast for weed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if you, if you allow it in your residence, then uh, you allow it. Yeah. But so far, there's not a whole lot of lounges or, or patios where you're allowed to do it. I guess they're more, they're opening now. Yeah. As long as you don't serve liquor, you can have weed. Yeah, because that would be terrible. Yeah. To have... People falling asleep at the table. Yeah. <laughs> they spill their cognac. Yeah. <laughs> and they, at least drop their their roach and burn the table i don't know like what could go wrong it's like it's like nudity and alcohol yeah what is that about i don't yeah it's like if in texas if it's totally nude you have to bring your own bottle yeah now the listeners are wondering why are we talking about this uh because train to busan was awesome you should go watch it not listen to us yak about it yeah what else are we going to tell you about this movie it's really good uh and if you're listening to this it's because you've seen it and uh you know that what we're telling you is true so i mean unless you hated it tell us let us please know. tell us tell us more i'm sure some people didn't like this film there's got to be some naysayers out there right yeah i can see if, if you go into a, a a zombie movie expecting extreme gore then you'll be disappointed yeah but there's a lot of blood there's a lot of splatter yeah yeah there's, there's splatter there's like, there's but not windows not... just go red oh yeah and there's like this orangey red blood everywhere and people making mm-hmm. that snapping alligator mouth there's a lot of snapping mouths yes yeah, yeah they a lot of contorting i mean they had mm-hmm. to have hired a lot of contortionists and yeah. acrobats and stuff right yeah it's painful sure seemed like it like, I don't know how much of that was, like, Computer. tricks. Yeah. But it looked like, like a lot of it was just on camera. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, that's what a person can do. Yeah. They're just twisting in impossible ways. Yeah, nothing not to like about this movie, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you, if you can't handle the, you know, the tension, if that kind of thing just really puts you off of a movie, then... Why are you watching horror movies if yeah. tension can't, can't <laughs> handle the tension? I, I I remember being at a party where someone that, that there was a, a room at this party where they were watching Dawn of the Dead, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, they just wanted to see the gory stuff. So they were just fast forwarding through everything else. Ah, oh, that's kind of dumb. That totally yeah. ruins it. You don't you don't care about the biker's guts if you don't see <laughs> the setup. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. Like the things that people choose to not deal with in their lives i don't know just fast forward to the decapitations already <laughs> sizzle reel nothing but decaps that's what we call it you know it's the slang for decapitations <clears throat> yeah the uh the emotional ending to this movie did mm. did, did that work for either of you oh yes. yeah yeah it was a nice callback for that song that you know it, mm. it came up a couple times but it didn't feel super heavily foreshadowed. Yeah. Know. Yeah, they didn't really push it down your throat too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a good indicator to the soldiers that, oh, these are actual living people, even though it's hard to tell. But uh, the parts before that, um, just before the, the father 
gets bitten by the jerk and then offs himself or jumps free of the situation. Um, that that did work for me, except for I was so disappointed that it wasn't something else that got him, but it was that guy. Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah. Dad ran off and became a deadbeat dad. <laughs> yeah, undead beat dad. Undead beat dad. God, that's a great name for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead, but he wants to get back together with his kids. Yeah. He's a single father trying to make it. <laughs> and he As comes a corpse. out of the grave every other weekend. Uh huh. Out of the grave every other weekend, yeah. Sounds good. Deadbeat dad. Undead beat dad. <laughs> this fallen AMC. Undead beat dad. Starring Jerkface. <laughs> Jerkface. <laughs> he would be a good undead beat dad. He would be, probably. Well, give him a call. Give him yeah. a call. He lives here. I told uh, uh, I told Eugenia about that. She that you that he was at that meeting, and mm. she goes, Does "Jeffrey Donovan like to smoke weed? Is that why he's moving to Denver?" <laughs> I was like, "Probably." There's no other reason to come here. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's a skier who likes to smoke weed. The skiers, or a, hi- like or a hiker. I told you his wife's from Broomfield. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So he likes the ladies. But they like the weed. <laughs> hey, we can go back to Broomfield. That's She's right. probably like, no. I don't yeah, want to go to Broomfield. He said, come with me to Los Angeles and we'll live in luxury. Said, no, man. <laughs> no no. <way. laughs> uh, So clearly we all like this. Listeners, if for some weird reason you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, well, we've now ruined it for you. <laughs> yeah. So go back and watch it and see how good it really is. I think you could have this ruined and still. So oh yeah. The, uh, still uh, talking about ruining it, there is a remake in the works, isn't there? Like an English language. Are you one. serious? I did not know that. Oh, let's fuck this one up too. <laughs> no, I can't say this it, about the eye because I haven't watched the American one. But come on. The um, what was the uh, so. That, with Let the Right One In, they did the English language remake, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought that was good. That was a pretty good one. And I could see why they do that. And even though it wasn't a big hit, I can see the intent to, it's a good story, let's make it in English and reach a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I respected that. So it could work. Oh, yeah, it could work. Uh, but, but then it'll be even more like World War Z. But the, yeah, yeah, that's the problem is, you know, and are they going to be on an Amtrak here? They'd have to be. It's going so slow. Yeah, they'd have to keep changing trains. (laughs) A week to get across the country. Stops every 20 minutes. Maybe if they're really slow zombies. Uh, They'd have to be shamblers for Amtrak. Shambling behind the train. Shamble track. Light rail to DIA. Yes. Ooh. (laughs) It doesn't have the same ring as train to Busan, but... Light rail to DOA. <laughs> With undead beat dead. Yeah, the, the shocking ending. They get to DIA and these lizards come out the ground. Oh, that's oh. good. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Kind of plan nine from outer space. Yeah. And lizard people. Uh, again, I, I'm, I feel sorry for it. If there's any listeners to this this week, <laughs> uh, look up um, conspiracy theories, Denver International Airport. Because it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Oh, that, there's lizards and flying saucers and everything. Underneath DIA. Oh, Lizard yeah. people. Um, I do believe there's a podcast um, called Those Conspiracy Guys. Um, 
I do believe they did an episode about DIA. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, because that's a massive conspiracy, like, uh-huh. theory. But there was a crazy amount of dirt removed from there. <laughs> So what were they building under it? Oh, a big baggage system. Really? Oh, there has to be a lot of tunnels for that place. Does there? Uh, I yeah, think there it's... have to be tunnels for the lizard people. Yeah. They can't just walk around the terminal by daylight. freaking people out. Yeah, it's a good way to get killed off if you're yeah. a lizard species. I mean, unless you're one of them like the Queen or George Bush that has a human form. Oh, yeah. Like David Icke will tell you. Oh, yeah. I met him, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you too about this? No. Because mm-hmm. I used to work at uh, do, like, painting backdrops at um, Glastonbury Festival, which okay, is a yeah. massive yeah. festival in southwest of England. And he turned up one year, and, and uh, because I was in the like the freaky area, the uh-huh. freakiest area, <laughs> um, we have, like, people from all over the world. Like, there's this, there's this excellent... There's a bunch of Buddhist monks who came in and they set up these like temple bell uh, walkways. You could walk oh. down this path and there'd be these tinkling bells and stuff. Um, but anyway, David Icke gave presentations in one of the oh, tents man. up there. And he turns up and he's got his entourage with him. Oh. Da- David Icke was a sports commentator in England. Yes. He did a lot of snooker and things like that. And then suddenly he was coming out with these weird comments about the Godhead and. Uh huh. But anyway, uh, um, I C K E. Look him up. Hmm. But anyway, he, uh, so he was sat, you know, out, you know, in the, like the out of the way area, and with his entourage, and you know, we we just hung out with him and listened to his stories, and uh, and uh, and it was it was really sad because like afterwards, like some of the people who were with him were saying, "Yeah, it's all crap," but you know, <laughs> it was it was a good ride for them. Yeah, yeah. making money. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. But yeah, so. yeah. We were invited over to watch some movie at a at a friend's house, and they didn't tell us what it was. And it turned out it was some not just a movie, but a series of David Icke videos and hmm. recruitment I, videos. <laughs> no, just like he's, he's not like that. He's not like a, a cult leader sort of thing. He's, no, he's, he's just, just trying to tell guy. you his his theory of us rising up into space and joining the godhead uh-huh uh he's, he's quite benign about it when i met him he was but yeah um, yeah they were all surprised that i had actually heard of him though but <laughs> like, it's only because yeah. i read weird stuff and listen to art bell oh yeah i'm you know always really interested in conspiracy theories because i find them outlandish and fun and it would be great if some part of one of them was actually true and could be proven. But for the most part, that's not ever the case. Well, when they release the JFK papers this year. We'll Is that this year? Out. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. I didn't think it was that soon. Really? Yeah. Uh, that soon. It's only been 50-something years. <laughs> well, here's the thing about that. There's going to be a bunch of file boxes full of a bunch of newspaper yeah it's i don't don't know or there's just going to be just tons and tons of crap that doesn't mean anything it's not going to be like here's the dossier with all the pictures of the actual prove that oswald did it (laughs) yeah once and for all you know yeah i I was only he was working for the cia 
<laughs> one of the families I studied with in Japan, the the dad was a, a radio presenter, uh-huh. and uh, for some reason, the subject of the Kennedys came up, and we're talking about Jackie Kennedy, and uh, he called her uh, number one brain catcher. Oh, oh man! <laughs> wow, that was his name. For <laughs> yeah, she just sort of went into a different place in her mind and very suddenly was like, oh, got to get that and hold it together. I mean, what else are you going to do? It's not like there's any practice for this sort of thing. (laughs) Well, you don't know. I wasn't in the Girl Scouts, you know, maybe they... Brain catching. Sure. Yeah, there's a a merit badge for that, I'm certain. Yeah. Well, should we get out of here? Sure, why not? Yeah, we, we've been it's, doing this for a little over an hour. Uh, seven hours? No, no. An hour and seven minutes. Yeah, so listeners, Once check it out. Once you cut it down, it'll be a sharp 45 minutes. Nothing but good commentary. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut out all the parts where we say funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Train to Busan. Watch it. It's good. Um, it's on Netflix right now. It's on so, Netflix. Uh, it's, out, it's out on DVD or mm-hmm. Blu-ray. It's not hard to find. So check it out. I doubt I'll ever watch it again, though. I don't think I can handle it. It's a it. one and done for you? I think so. Yeah, I could probably watch it again in a year or two. I don't need to rewatch it right away. Yeah. Like Shaun of the Dead, I went back to the movie theater the following week and watched that one again. I think I saw it two or three times. And then as soon as the DVD was available, I bought it. Yeah. This, less enthusiastic about it, but it does everything that it does right and well. So, um,. Anything else before we get out of here? Mm-mm. All right. So next week we're going to talk about Get Out. Um, Will and I are going to sure be here. Sure, we will. Jolien, you're going to be too busy to, to join us. Yeah, I've got the looks of it. I've got Tales from the Crypts and Gumby. Gun Gumby and <laughs> another story's come in and a project for Denver Comic Con. Damn, that's a bunch. Yeah. So uh, with all those things bearing down on you yeah, uh, I doubt I'll make next week we'll give we'll give you the week off and uh, maybe Eugenia will join us and we'll yeah talk about get out alright so we're gonna get out thank you for listening stay, stay off, off the, the moors, moors. <laughs>